are listening to the SLT Podcast, a resource to encourage and equip Liberty Christian School families for a Christ-centered life. Welcome back Welcome to, to the, the SLT, SLT Podcast. Alex, you say goose. Just kidding, go. I'm Sam. I'm Alex. I'm Courtney. <laughs> and I'm Taylor. And we are the SL team. He did. Uh, oh, man. Yes. This episode is dedicated to the class of 2022. Our seniors, we are going to be talking a lot about what it means to be a senior right now and how they're dealing with this whole situation and our personal advice for them, the things we remember from being a senior. But before we get into all of that, we are taking yet another personality quiz. I know that's what you were thinking right now, yes. listeners. You're like, if it's oh, what they please, wanted. please, yeah. oh, come on. Yeah, we give the people what they want. So this quiz that we're going to be taking is called Tell Us About Yourself, and we'll tell you which school stereotype you belong in. Very true. <laughs> Let's find out. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. This is the most superficial quiz we've ever taken. I don't know what you're talking about. Frankly, as a student of psychology, when I see this, I'm like, whoa, this is some in-depth psychological stuff right here. It's very telling. So the first question is, choose some pants. <laughs> <laughs> We're asking the tough questions here. Mm-hmm. And it has pictures of four different pants. Um, the first one are some really ripped blue jeans with big old holes in the knees, presumably <laughs> on purpose. Clarification question. Are we answering as our high school selves or as our current selves? I would say high school. What would high school you do this as? Yeah. Okay. There's not much of a difference for me, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The second one is some like black skinny jeans also with holes so more like the hipster worship leader type mm. the next one is more blue jeans but these ones have like patches on them why do all these have holes in them it's like there's no such thing as blue jeans without holes in the knees i guess not so mm. and then the last one is yoga pants yeah the only not torn option here is yoga pants yeah all right so mine's gonna be the black skinny jean with one one rip in them taylor listened to some alternative emo music as a senior so Mm -hmm. that would be me interesting Mm, i chose yoga pants i too am gonna choose yoga pants as an ode to the class of 2020 finishing up with remote learning because i think they probably worn yoga pants probably every day so wait so would you have worn yoga pants as a senior honestly yoga pants like or like leggings and stuff like that i feel like we're coming into popularity at the end of my high school time like they weren't really a thing for a long time you know anyone none of y'all are girls so yeah no yeah no what it's fine and i just picked the one of the many pairs of ripped denim jeans okay (laughs) next choose a shirt we have a space jam t-shirt done which is cool a tomato soup sweater but it's like oversized so that it would look cute with the yoga pants combo it's like a comfort color massive yeah a long tee with like a skeleton hand on it i actually only wear long tees but they look like normal tees because i have an abnormally long torso this is true oh a black what appears to be a crop top with a pretty cool dragon on it. I see Alex's senior year right there. Hmm. <laughs> I would do the Space Jam shirt, but like Michael Jordan, not LeBron James. Mm. Yeah, this was easy. 
I'm torn between I would never wear that tomato soup shirt, but I do only wear oversized t-shirts always. You are currently wearing one right now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, literally only oversized t-shirts. But I think I have to go with the Space Jam. But that shirt too, it looks like a Walmart. You know those fun Walmart shirts that have like Scooby-Doo and stuff? Oh, like those are so fun. I would go to Walmart just to buy those. So that's why I think I have to go with the Space Jam shirt. Man, all my camp t-shirts, those are the best clothes that I own. It's true. I have so many like cat and unicorn shirts where they're, you know, looking up at the moon and all that. Right. Like flying around and yeah. All right. How about some shoes? Oh my gosh, shoes. So we have, Alex, could you actually do this one? I feel like you know a lot about shoes. So could you describe these four pairs of shoes? Yeah. So the first ones are the Orange Crush Air Max Nikes released in 2017. The second one are a pair of Doc Martens Distressed. And the bottom left corner is you got the checkered slip-on vans. And then in the bottom right, you got the the Gucci Hyper Sneaker. And uh, I call them the, the Andy 12s. And so... <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're uh, classic, you know, chunky dad shoe streetwear that's in style. Right. Yep. That was impressive, Alec. That was really good. Yeah. Holy smokes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I blocked out. What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> he went into sneaker mode. Yeah, Nike Air Max is going to be me. I feel like I just wore sneakers and tennis shoes all throughout high school. So that's really all I wore. I had like a pair of Doc Martens, but I never wore them except to church. So I'm yeah. not doing that one. Taylor is known for a pair of purple shoes. How long have you had those purple tennis shoes? I've had those since 2009. They're uh, Jordan 1, a purple royal edition, SB Dunks. They recently re-released them, but not as SB Dunks. Yeah, I have to retire them, actually. Uh, they are, Aww. they have to go bye-bye. What about so. some duct tape? Literally rip in peace. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vans. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was me wearing skateboard shoes because they were comfortable. Not because I skateboarded. Nice. Okay. I think I'm going to go with the white sneakers because it's literally the only thing that could potentially be preppy out of these four. Yeah. What brand are those again, Courtney? Well, technically it says Gucci, but I would not have been wearing Gucci shoes. We're just checking. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, Alex, what about you? It's between the Vans or the the Air Maxes, uh, honestly. But I'm just going to go Air Maxes. Tell the people about your leopard shoes. Oh, yeah. So I have a pair of uh, ombre leopard print fans, uh, limited edition eras. Um, I stole them from Justin Bieber's closet. Oh, wow. Okay. Next question. Choose an accessory. Oh, my no. <laughs> we have a chain, which is presumably a wallet chain. Yeah, just straight up a chain. That's all. That's a necklace chain. I think that's just like it goes around your necklace. I don't know. I think it could be either. It could be either. That looks pretty thick, dude. That looks like a that looks like a Home Depot. That's like something I would use that to tow a boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called stunting. Stunting is a habit. It's called ice around your neck. That's not ice. That's like an industrial chain. If you, we obviously had different high school experience. Yeah. No, but that, that is pretty standard. Okay. Well, in my defense, it does not look like the type of chain you'd wear. That is a picture of like a hardware chain. Anyways, the second one, second option is a letter jacket mm-hmm. or the football. You couldn't decide. <laughs> you just carry the football around. <laughs> you carry the football around under your Letterman jacket. Not pictured is the 
gallon jug of water. <laughs> hydro flask will have to be the stand-in. The next one is the hydro flask. For all the visco girls. Skiskiska. And <laughs> the last option is a Gucci leather shoulder bag. I guess that would just be like a name brand designer handbag. Or wallet if you're a boy. Yeah, I wore my letter jacket probably three times. And so I guess I'm left with the chain uh, to go tow a boat with, I guess. Yes. So I'm going to choose the chain. That's, that's going to be our first pro tip for all the seniors out there is we want to lovingly encourage you to never wear your letterman jacket on your college campus. Yes. In public, I guess. You can wear it if you want in your dorm room when no one else is around. But like not even your roommate. Correct. I too am going to go with the chain. It wouldn't have been a chain though. It would have been more like a leather necklace thing with like a cross on it Nickelback became a Christian yeah yeah Creed <laughs> not a quarterback but a Nickelback <laughs> oh no I'm going with the hydro flask what do you prefer to do on a Friday night sleep isn't on here so that's <laughs> interesting but the options are we have like a rave like a club which I guess is like symbolic for partying um, we have a gym like the weight rack at a gym mm. we have a library that's actually a pretty dope library that looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is the mall. So like go just hang out with your friends, I guess. It's like be. when you're in middle school and you would beg your parents to drop you off at the mall to hang out with your friends and they would always say no because it wasn't safe. Or when they do say yes and they drop you off, they linger too long outside the front door and you're like, mom, drive away. I want my friends to think that I somehow got here on my own. It's embarrassing. My parents just dropped me off and I had to wait for them for a long time to pick me up. So... <laughs> By yourself? They would drop you off alone? Yeah. Did you ever go to like Six Flags by yourself or anything? Never did that. Maybe my parents just didn't care what happened to me. I don't believe you. No. So the real answer for Friday night in high school is that you're playing Halo. Yeah. Your yeah. Uh, Halo That's what you're doing. Yes. And so I don't know what this is all about, but you play video games with your friends. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the library is closest to video games. Yeah. Where is Friday Night Lights on this, too? Good point. I'm going to do mom because it's like hanging out with your friends. Eh, I chose library because <laughs> there's the least amount of people and I'm secretly a loner, an introvert. Oh. <laughs> I'm with the people at the mall. Mall as well, although really it would be at somebody's house watching Degrassi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's see our results. What'd you guys get? Courtney, I liked your reaction whenever you saw it. What is it? I just am like, how did I get this? Is it just because I <laughs> chose the color pink? I literally chose the books. You got Visco Girl, didn't you? I got the popular girl. <laughs> <laughs> I got Jock. How did I get Jock? I didn't even choose anything sports related. I didn't even choose the Letterman. Sam, who are you? I, too, am the popular girl. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> fabulous. It says, you're the popular girl. We are the popular girl, Courtney. It says, we think you rule the school, but people aren't always a fan of ours. It says, think in all caps. They just don't understand. Yeah, you can't sit with us. On, On Wednesdays, Wednesdays, we were pink. pink. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Go. Taylor, what are you? Uh, Mine's the jock. That's me. I think it's because we chose Air Maxes. I think so, too. We have two jocks and two popular people. <laughs> <laughs> so whether these were actually accurate of our high school selves or not, today we're talking about our senior class. We are huge fans of the class of 2020. We love this group of students. We are very sad 
at the way things turned out because of the quarantine and um, some of the major events that because of that at the school we've had to miss that they've missed out on. And so this episode is for them to give them some advice um, from our hearts on what we hope is next for them and what we are praying for them and kind of the, the lessons that we hope that they have gained from us through discipleship as they graduate and go into the next phase. But then also just some reflection looking back and um, just hoping that they can make the best of this situation. So what advice do you guys have for seniors? I would say one of the things if to tell seniors is, man, as hard as senioritis is now, because I could only imagine, you know, um, I, I feel like I had senioritis as a junior. And if this was the case for me, it would be so easy for me to just check out and just be ready for like the next chapter um, of life and just kind of just wait uh, for that to happen and just kind of count down the days to leave. Um, But one of the things I would just encourage is to really just make the most use of your time that you have here. Like it would just be such a loss for summer to go by and really looking back and say, man, I didn't really accomplish much at all during that time. I didn't grow in any relationships with people. Um, I didn't grow any as a human, uh, basically. Like I didn't try to better myself during this. And so I would just say, try to utilize your time as much as possible. They can bleed together really easily. And so uh, try to find some people who also want to utilize time and do that together. So I think one of the most heartbreaking things that I see when students go off to college and even with my friends when I was in college was when people go there and just believe that it's a free pass and that they can do whatever they want um, because they're in college. Mm. And that's what uh, culture is telling us. That's what media is telling us is that college is where you can make all of the mistakes and um, have fun. And it's all about you. And that's just a lie. And I, it's heartbreaking to watch the other side of things when people come back from freshman year who um, started partying or jumped into a relationship or were taken advantage of or whatever the thing is or just blew off school and then destroyed their GPA and messed up their future. I mean, the next couple of years. And I think it's just that's what I want to really reiterate is it's not a free pass and it is continuing to build your character, your purpose. So much of college is determining where you're going to go for the rest of your life. And I mean, Sam and Taylor, you met your spouse in college. So that's something as well, but you will have, um, wounds and scars and just a very difficult time. If you choose things that are not walking in righteousness and pursuing the Lord. And those things don't just fade away and get forgotten, but you will carry those things with you. And so I just urge all of our students not to view college as a free pass. Yeah. And to go off that, Courtney, I want to speak directly to the students that, man, my heart really goes out to that have, they kind of identify with what we call the Liberty bubble, Mm -hmm. which is where you felt really sheltered. And so you can't wait to get to college so that you just can kind of cut loose and all the stuff that's been repressed from having to be in this sheltered, small private school experience, you can't wait. And man, as soon as you get in that environment, you will just have so many opportunities to do all the things that Courtney just mentioned. But I want to speak to you as someone who had a very different high school experience than all of you. Mm -hmm. I went to a fairly large public high school where there was just about every different thing that you can name and opportunities to do all those things. And having come from that, I can say like, it's dumb no matter what your high school experience was like it just, no one 
no one benefits from that. There's no good that comes from it. There's no such thing as like, oh, but it's life experience. And now I know, like, I want to make mistakes so I can learn. Mm -hmm. Like the whole point of wisdom is you don't have to make the mistake to learn the lesson. And so you're spared from that. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the wisdom I've always offered when I was a youth pastor to my students is like, listen, I'm thankful that the Lord allowed me to make some really dumb mistakes when I was in high school and early on in college, because now I have the opportunity to tell you guys, oh yeah, you know, this road that you want to go down, don't go down this road. Like there's terrible things at the end and just pain and misery. And if you just go this other way, it'll save you all that. You can still have fun, but skipping all of the pain. So if you feel like you're in the Liberty bubble, I would encourage you to take whatever time you need during the summer and figure out a way that you can just use wisdom and discernment as you go into this atmosphere that will be like night and day. It will probably feel like getting thrown into a completely different world, but don't get overwhelmed. Prepare your heart for that so that you can recognize things as they come and be able to say, oh, that's a lie, or oh, that's a temptation to do something that sounds really good, but I can see on the other side of that door is something really terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really good. I, th- I think in, in college, you're going to be um, given the opportunity for so many different choices to make. Um, and those choices are going to lead you down different roads like Sam was talking about. And freshman year really is pretty foundational um, for me yeah. for the choices that I made led to where I was at my senior year, or I was, mm-hmm. you know, made a couple years later, even outside of college, like the decisions I made freshman year influenced um, me uh, as an adult later on. And so just know that like these choices we make are, are really mm-hmm. big. Like you're saying, they're, they're not a throwaway time. They really do matter. Um, and met with these decisions, I know that you're going to be asked a hundred times of what are you going to major in? Hey, what do you want to do with your life? Like those questions um, can really get burdensome. Um, if you don't know what you want to do in life, um, you don't really know what the giftings and talents that God has for you to pursue, um, and all those things. And I was told just very simply in the decisions we make, especially big life decisions, as far as like majors, friend groups, um, what organizations you want to be a part of, cause that's going to shape us into who we are. And so those are really big deals, um, is to just ask yourself, like, which decision will most glorify the Lord? Um, cause if we are made to glorify God, what decision will most glorify God? And, and really an explanation of glorifying God means that we love the Lord and we obey his commands, um, and his law, um, because it's found in his commands and law, the way of life, uh, that leads to life. And also by loving God, we will be fully realized for who we are and what we were made for. And so in making these decisions, just ask yourself, what would most honor the Lord in this decision and choose that one. And so I would just implore you to do that because whenever we choose things to glorify ourselves, uh, the end of that road, like Sam was saying, is just going to end in a lot of hurt and frustration. Mm. Hey, on that really quick, just kind of curious for the table, who here is doing like for their career, what they went to college to do? None of us? Great. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. But I think what's cool is like I have seen the Lord use what I went to school for in this position, even though it has nothing to do with it. For sure. Or even like the organizations I was involved in outside of my major. Yeah. And so it's it's cool to see the way that the Lord can weave things together for his purpose. But I think it should relieve some of that pressure and burden of like, you need to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life right this second. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm aiming at. And absolutely, the Lord's graceful to take what we use. I mean, personally, I haven't seen the Lord use my first year of college in marine biology um, yet. <laughs> yet. 
but I'm holding out, man. There's going to be one of these retreats we go on and somebody's going to like <laughs> get bit by a weird algae or something. And I'm going to be like, ah, I know what that is. This is my time. <laughs> this is my, my moment. Year of training for this moment. Yes. But I think you also are building your like discipline and habits. And a lot of those things do play into your work ethic and your character and things like that. So Definitely. it's not as much about what you're studying, but also who you're becoming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, college is, is more not about disinformation and just trying to retain all that info, but it's developing the habits, the discipline of becoming the type of person and character uh, that would thrive as an adult, whether it's in the workplace or with other people. And so if if you go into college trying to just get by doing the least you can, mm-hmm. um, then that's going to be how you live your life. And so no matter what you end up doing, you're going to keep that same mentality and something, unless something drastic changes, which normally the drastic change is a fallout um, or hitting rock bottom because that doesn't work in the long run. Uh, whenever we just try to get by on the least effort or have these expectations or whatever. Um, but also going back, like, I started off college um, pursuing design and graphic design. Um, and really, I knew that the Lord was calling me to ministry um, in high school, uh, but I ran from that and I didn't want that. Um, and so I think the Lord is really kind in bringing me back to that, but also in graduating and being around other people um, in that you doing ministry is not dependent upon your job. Mm-hmm. Um for, for those who have placed their faith in Christ, we are all in ministry and God has just given us different abilities and giftings to reach the ends of the earth in different ways. And so uh, you can be an engineer that loves Jesus and you can serve the kingdom of God and get to talk to people that I never would because I'm not an engineer. I changed my major four or five times just my freshman year, my freshman semester, actually. Freshman my- year? All semester, yeah, all semester advisor. 2010. And you landed on marine biology? No, I started marine oh, biology because okay. I wanted, I wanted like my whole high school life, I wanted to do like outdoorsy things like as my career, like Bear Grylls or Shark Week stuff. I wanted to go and do that. Oh. Then I found out marine biology is actually mostly like studying algae and stuff. So I was like, nah, I wanted to be like Steve Irwin. That was kind of my goal. Oh, I love oh, Steve Irwin. Yeah. Not so much the TV show. But those like guest guys, they bring in on Shark Week. They're like, oh, this guy's been swimming with sharks for years. Like I wanted to be that random dude that's like, <laughs> yeah, I swim with sharks every day. That's my job, apparently. Do you get? Do you think those guys have degrees, though? <laughs> or they're just guys with boats? They have degrees of something. Why do you know so much about sharks? So, well, I've been bitten 15 times. <laughs> Around the 13th, you start to learn how to avoid them better. <laughs> so I started out marine biology. And then I went into, I think it was communication is what I ended up on. Cause it was like, I clearly don't know what I want to do, but I can communicate. Oh, I can communicate. Can I ever? So what do you think is important to start your freshman year in college off? Right. Find a church for real. Like whatever you do, the first thing you do, as soon as you get to your college, you probably should have already started now is to search out a Christian community group. Yeah. Here's the thing. You could go to Google right now and you could even stream the services of the churches by those colleges to even Mm. get an idea of what these churches are Mm. like. I'm even sure right now that if you're serious about it and you email people on staff, that they'll communicate with you kind of what their church is all about. And so you could even have a head start on that. 
And my church that I went to was one of the most formative things, I think, for me throughout college and getting involved and connected. And I still like I look back at that and loved the time that I spent there because that was something that was so consistent throughout my time of, um, you know, we moved different apartments and having different friends and different seasons of life of what organization I was involved in. But um, staying at the same church was something that was steady and consistent and was really good for me for college. And if that's intimidating to you to be like, man, I don't even know where to start. I've been going to the same church my whole life with my family. How do I find a new one and how do I start going? Um, it can be intimidating if you don't have like a group of people to go with. And so I would encourage you, this is your time. All those lessons that you've heard about how to invite people to church or your youth group or whatever. Now is a perfect time to use them because I promise you, you're not the only person feeling intimidated on your college campus. You're not going to be the only freshman there that wants to get involved in a church, but is like, oh, but I don't really want to go alone because that's intimidating. So be the person that, and start with your roommate, start with mm -hmm. people in whatever groups that you are like at fish camp or whatever, and be the person that asks like, hey, do you want to go to church this Sunday and just check out a couple new churches? Yeah. And something, I'm sure we have some parents listening, but um, something that my dad did that was very outside of my element, but was good for me. He always talks about having five seconds of courage and going and meeting somebody. And so my dad, literally, he was like, for all of the people that you meet today and take a picture with, I will pay you X amount of dollars. And so you better believe I was going around <laughs> meeting everybody being like, hey, my dad's kind of crazy, but like, will you talk to me and take a picture with me and like all this stuff? And I actually did make a lot of new friends. I met all the people that were living in my hall. And it was it's funny looking back now and I can still have some of those pictures. But that's just a fun way for parents if you want to create some purpose behind your kid meeting the people around them and give them uh, another reason to have five seconds of courage. Yep. But I think with that, like you don't want to necessarily take the first group of friends that you meet. And I remember that was something that my pastor talked to us about when we were seniors was he was like, hey, definitely be friends with the first people that you meet, but those aren't necessarily the ones that should be your Friday night friends. And it could take you weeks before you really create solid friendships of people that you want to spend time with and can trust and who are walking in the same direction as you. But I can say for sure, had I taken the first group of friends that I met I would not, my freshman year would have looked different because those were the people that were in bubbles, you know, growing up, like we were just talking about, and they were ready to stretch all of the limits. And so they were at every party, they were at everything. And I'm so thankful. And I still have relationships with some of those people, but I didn't say like, okay, I'm in and I'm doing all of this with you just because I, I am looking for purpose and belonging and don't want to feel lonely. So it's okay to feel some loneliness for the first couple of weeks because, again, that could protect you from some of the scars in what path that you are going to choose for the rest of your college career. I would say another piece of advice, um, which I mean, you can just take this however you like it. Um, you can choose, you know, what to do with it. But if you're not dating anyone, I would just strongly suggest not dating freshman mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever I was in college, uh, my wife and I, we were in a ministry. <coughs> uh, my wife and I, we were in a ministry for incoming freshmen. And one of the things that we would say every year um, is to, if you're not dating anyone, don't date in college for your freshman year. Um, because I would just find uh, that so many of my friends, if they dated freshman year, they would, all of their friends would be wrapped around that relationship. Absolutely. And so they would kind of go and do stuff together, go and hang out and all those things. And then what if they broke up junior year? 
which happened quite often. Um, and now all of the friendships that they've made throughout their college experience were tied around this one other person. And that one other person is no longer together with you. So now all your other relationships fall apart yeah. and you're left mm. wondering what I don't have community here anymore. Um, and so I would say if you're a guy, man, seek out male friendship. Um, your freshman year, find guys who love Jesus and want to pursue him and also that they're fun to hang out with. Like, don't just like, don't just find out guys who love Jesus and it's just super uncomfortable and awkward and you don't really gel with them. Like find guys who you love yeah. being around that, that can encourage you. Like ladies, find girls that are fun to be around. You don't have to like read scripture all day, every day, but like find them that it's obvious that Jesus is like the pursuit of their life. Um, and you'll find that once you have that community, um, how much more fulfilling and life-giving college actually is. Because those are the big things in college is the relationships that you build with people. Yeah. My last bit of advice for freshman year is um, man, be involved and find organizations, find something yep. um, that could look that there's lots of ways that that can manifest. And um, we definitely don't want to push you in any one direction um, except for the one that whatever's glorifying to Christ. And so that can be a lot of different things. So whether that's a fraternity or sorority or student organization, um, here's a lot of options, hopefully for you. But find one that has the kind of people in it that you're looking for. Like Taylor and Courtney were talking about, find a community that's like, hey, these people, you know, it's not just an echo chamber. It's not just people who are just like me, but it's people I can see growing with instead of them pulling me in a direction I, I don't want to go. Um, so take advantage of those. And when the summer camps, the Christian summer camps come and they set up the little booth at your school, don't just go to Canacook. Give Sky Ranch and Pine Cove a fair <laughs> shake, okay? Absolutely. Camps that start with the letter C are also good. <laughs> forever. I think something important too that I've seen in a lot of uh, freshmen going off to college is you go off to school and everything kind of is revolving around you. You're making decisions based off of what you want. You're doing um, what organization you want to join. It is all about what, what does Courtney want to do and where does Courtney want to be tonight and what food do I want? Like it's all about you. And that's the same with all the other freshmen. And so it's so easy to get sucked into that world. And my challenge is like, don't allow yourself to just be overcome with your selfishness because your parents are still there and you still may, may have a brother or a sister at home. You still have friends that are off at other schools. And so take your eyes off of yourself. And obviously we would want you to put them on the Lord, but also pay attention to the other people. Like when your parents yeah. come in for parents weekend, all your attention should be on your parents. And when your um, sibling has something going on that's big in their life, go home and support them because the people around you probably in college aren't going to be thinking in that mindset. And it can cause a lot of, bro I saw that in my life. Like when I went off to college, it was very easy to focus on myself and it caused some brokenness in my relationship with my family members. And so um, I've seen it happen time and time again. And so just really want to encourage you guys to invest in the relationships that matter and pay attention to your world outside of whatever college town that you're in. And part of that too translates to respecting your mom and dad when you go home for breaks and knowing that their rules still apply and that we're called to honor them and love them. And so even if we've been used to later nights or you've been used to doing whatever you want, like when you go home, it's really important to honor your parents because they're the ones that are most likely sending you to college and um, footing yeah. the bill for mm. you. And so really showing them 
the way that you are appreciative of that and investing in those relationships because those are the ones that you are going to have forever. Um, and some of those freshman relationships that maybe you want to pay attention to may not last. So I um, really encourage you guys with that. Yeah, I would, I would echo that to say, hey, your parents are actually really smart. Um, are they perfect? No, but I realized that my parents knew a whole lot more than I gave them credit for. Um, and so uh, listen to them, love them. You know, they love you. Um, they, they really want you to succeed. They're not sending you to college so you can fail and drop out and be like a wretched human being. Like that's not, that's not what their hopes are for you. And so knowing that, uh, your parents, sometimes their approach isn't the best or it doesn't sound sincere or whatever, but know that your parents love you. Um, and they do uh, want you to succeed. And so just don't blow them off and be like, yo, okay, whatever. And be short with them. <laughs> um, and if they try to call, yeah. just ignore them. Like, like talk with your parents, love on them. Uh, this is a really amazing time where you're growing into an adult, uh, where your relationship with your parents is starting to shift a little bit. Yeah. Um, to where your parents have been all authority over your life. And now that transition into adulthood brings you more into a relationship uh, with your parents that has been unparalleled before. And so this can be an amazing time to cultivate that, which is a really cool and beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Start calling your parents by their first names. It's really cool. Yeah, don't do that. Mm, probably not. <laughs> I would not suggest that. that. Sarcastic. Last question um, before we kind of wrap up here, I think would be good to ask what advice would we give our seniors for how they can use this summer to prepare for going into freshman year? Like what can they start doing right now? I think you guys probably all heard this when we had our alumni chapel, but just to reiterate and say it again, um, so many of the alumni were telling you guys like, hey, I wish I would have started a discipline of spending time with the Lord before I got to college. And I wish I would have made that a priority mm -hmm. right away and um, immediately sought someone to disciple me and all of those things. And so I think you don't have to wait until I'm at a new place or in a new season to have this discipline and relationship with the Lord. But instead, creating those rhythms in your life now is going to dramatically change the way that you're going to be able to transition into a new season. And it's going to make everything more smooth because you have your eyes fixed on the Lord and you have an eternal perspective and literally all of the things. So I think I would just encourage you guys to, um, I mean, be in a, be in a Bible study with your friends this summer that are seniors and that you're going to miss each other and spend good relational time with them or keep each other accountable. But, um, to really start pursuing the Lord well while you're home and allow that to transition and lead the way when you move into college. I would say that you need to, before you go to college, um, over this summer to do a self-evaluation mm. of what you truly find valuable. That's good. Yeah. Um, because the thing in college is that you are going to find whatever you really want to look for in college. Um, no matter if you go to a Christian school that has a hundred people, or if you go to a public school that has 60,000, um, you will find the group of people that you want to find. And so if you want to find the party crowd, you will find them and regardless of what school you go to. Um, and if you want to find people who love the Lord, pursue those things, you will find it and everything else in between. And so, but you're going to search for what you find to be valuable. Um, and so really evaluate, what do you find valuable? What do you want to search for? Uh, what do you want to give your life over to for this season? It's going to determine what you look for. 
and it's going to determine what your college experience is. And so take an honest assessment of that. That's what I would say. So with both of those, I would encourage to learn how to do what Romans chapter eight calls walking in the spirit. And why I love that phrase and that idea is that it kind of takes a lot of the pressure off of like doing Christian things all the time, because that can kind of sound daunting or exhausting. And that's true because if you're doing those against your nature, like Taylor said, if you don't actually value those things and you're just trying to do them out of a place of your own flesh, Mm -hmm. you're going to get tired and exhausted because it's not genuine. But thankfully God has not just given us all of these, like here's this huge list of things you have to do. Good luck. He gave us his Holy Spirit to be a helper, to create this natural desire in us to want these things. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I don't want to find a church. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, Spend some time learning how to do that, learning how to walk in the spirit. You can do that now. Um, You can do it over the summer. Sure. Definitely before you move out. Um, But just spending time with the Lord means so much more than just trying to do all of these kind of this checklist of different things and disciplines. If you want to develop spiritual disciplines and have them last, then spend personal time in prayer, seeking the Lord like that. And I'm using a lot of Christian words here, but really all I mean is like, get alone, do exactly what Jesus said, get alone in your room, shut your door and pray, talk to God and be genuine with him and let the walls come down and invite him to have that personal place in leading you and guiding you in your decisions, in your thought life and all of these things so that you can be quote unquote led by the spirit, meaning he'll start raising up in you the natural desire. Like, man, I really want to get involved in a Bible study this summer before I leave, man, I really want to start something like that so I can learn how to do it when I get to college. So on the off chance, you don't find a group or a Bible study that fits for you. When you get to college, you'd know how to start one of your own and you can be that person that's helping the other freshmen that are wanting to have that spiritual life. So learn to walk in the spirit now. And I promise you, it's going to make things so much easier in freshman year, no matter how drastic the change in environment may be for you. So I, I think right now, it, uh, in the same way that you're self-evaluating, um, in the same way that you're kind of taking inventory of all these um, personal things going on, that you would also take inventory uh, of who you believe God is and uh, really tackling tough questions now uh, before you hear it from an angry professor who doesn't believe the Lord, um, because you you are going to hear it. You're, they're going to bring up things and your first reaction is going to be, how come no one ever told me about this? Um, when the truth is, it's not everyone's responsibility to make sure that you know who God is. It's it's yours. That's really good. Um, you can take ownership of it. You can go online and ask questions and look at the questions people are asking. And right now, you're still in your community where there are people around you that may have answers to that, that may at least be able to point you in the right direction to finding the answers uh, to that. So right now, I think is a really good opportunity to take inventory of who you believe God is and where in your heart maybe there are parts about God that you're having a hard time trusting or or believing. Uh, because I do know this, that um, those that seek will find. Uh, those that ask, uh, it will be answered to them. And those who knock, it will be opened. Um, and yeah. so uh, I think what you'll find at the end of that is a God who's not trying to shove you away from these questions, but use these questions to draw you even closer uh, to him because he loves you because he genuinely, genuinely loves you. 
Okay, so all of this advice comes out of our hearts to our seniors, to the class of 2020. We genuinely, sincerely love you guys. The time that we've gotten to spend with you, for some of you, it hasn't been that much. For some of you, it's been since we've started working at Liberty, and we love you. It's tough to see you guys go, um, but we believe in you. We believe that this season has been crazy, but that you guys are going to be so much better for it, Mm -hmm. and that your class can be legendary in the halls of Liberty Christian school. So we believe in you. We're praying for you. We're still always be here for you. If any of the things that we just gave you advice to do are you're finding them difficult or you want to know more about, well, how can I actually do that? Like we're here for you. Reach out to us. Yep. Um, you can text us. You can email us. We don't want to just like give you this advice and kick you out the door and say, good luck. Yep. Uh, we want to walk with you on this journey as much as we can before you're comfortable saying, all right, I'm ready to go out into the world and start this journey and just crush it, which we believe every single one of you is going to do. Thanks for joining us on the SLT podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at spirituallife at mylcs.com. Why do you know so much about sharks? Well, I've been bitten 15 times.